This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And we are brought to you by the good folks at Capital Plus. They remove the hassles of balancing cash flow, becoming your full service credit and collections department. All right, guys. So this week, we're going to talk about something. How many of you guys have ever noticed, and, and you've probably read some articles about this and, and, and thought about it. Uh, maybe you've been, I won't say a victim of it, but you've, you've, you've thought about this and you've noticed it and been cognizant of the fact that, you know, marketing and advertising and how it works and, you know, what are the things that sometimes you read a piece of, 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 of copywriting and you're like, holy crap, they're selling something that I have no interest in, but that is written so provocatively that like, I want to buy it. Right. Um, or you see an ad and for some reason you're just drawn to it. You know, why is that? Why, why did, what, what causes that reaction? Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about how to market to your customer's brain. Yes, the brain. So we have brought on a person who is an undergrad neuroscience research assistant and aspiring MD, PhD, or as they say, double doc student. I know that terminology and you're going to know why I know in a minute, because it is none other than junior biz, Kylie Wentworth, junior biz, who also runs our social media. So junior biz, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, I'm interested. So again, she's going to talk to us about you know how to market to your customer's brain. We're going to talk about some of the things um, that she uses. She, she uh, as some of you guys know, have heard me talk about before. That are loyal listeners to the show. Um, she's been running our social media for the last few years, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that because that is is a, a form of marketing and advertising, and that's branding, right? So we're going to talk through some of that too. But before we get into all that, how the heck, especially since your dad is a self-professed numbers nerd. And your mom is too. Uh, so how the heck did you get into neuroscience? What sparked that interest? So it's kind of a funny story, I think. Um, when I was in middle school and then kind of going into high school, I watched this TV show. It's called Bones. Um, and there was an FBI agent on the show. And he uh, he was some sort of psychologist that they used. And, you know, in the show, you know, Typically, TV shows can be very unrealistic, but in the show, he was able to use his psychology knowledge to kind of determine who the killers were and what their next move would be. And I just thought that was super cool. So that's kind of what drew me to psychology. Uh, so I started there. I took a psych class and I realized I was more interested in the cellular aspects of the brain and how signals work and the neurons in your brain. I thought that was more interesting than the behavior personally. So uh, that's what got me into neuroscience and neuroscience is more the brain and the nervous system. So psychology is a lot of behavior analysis, whereas neuroscience can be, neuroscience covers a lot of different aspects of the brain. But so I was set on neuroscience and I, I kind of joke, you know, my parents are in business and I'm like the black sheep of the family who's going into <laughs> science that they don't know anything about, but that's what I enjoy. So 
yeah, yeah, no, to, to each his own, you know? Um, it's funny. I remember when you started watching that show bones and you literally became obsessed with it. And, uh, you know, I remember thinking at the time, like, oh my gosh. And I watched, I'll be honest with you. I tried to watch an episode of bones and not that it was a bad show or anything, but it's just not in my wheelhouse, you know? Right. So, uh, it was interesting. And I will also share with everyone. So, you know, she, she knew this, um, and she, she sort of figured this out comparatively speaking a lot earlier than a lot of people I think do. I know a lot earlier. She knew, she knew she wanted to be in this field a lot earlier than I knew what the heck I was going to do when I grow up, so to speak. And we sent her to a neuroscience camp at Ohio state university. And we thought, Oh, you know what, we're going to send her this and we'll see, right. She'll be immersed in this at least for a few days. And she'll, we'll see for sure. Like, does she say, Oh man, this isn't what I thought it was. Um, and at lunchtime of the first day on Monday that she was at this camp, um, I got a text from her and she said, this made my entire year. And it was a picture of her. And you remember this Kylie? This yes. a picture of her <laughs> holding a human brain. <laughs> and I remember I, I replied back to the text and I said, what about the vacation we just went on? I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but literally we're like, okay, she, this is what she likes, right? She's super into this. So, um, of course that's been, uh, several years ago now, but, um, so what have you found now that you've gotten into school and, um, been, you know, taking classes and things like that, obviously you've probably nuanced of, of some specializations to where you, you wanted to focus in neuroscience. Cause I know it's a very broad field. Right. So, um, actually during that camp, we kind of, we went and visited a bunch of different research labs because, you know, the field of neuroscience is so big and the research that you do, you know, you get your PhD in something so little. So people study something, you know, little, but very in depth. So we got to see a ton of different labs, what they do, the people who work there. And I actually visited the lab that I currently work in. I work in a cognitive behavioral neuroscience lab, and we study the effects of breast cancer and chemotherapy on the brain. Uh, I work under Dr. Leah Piter at the Institute for Behavioral Medicine Research. And so it was kind of cool for full circle that I was at that camp and now I actually work there. So very cool. But uh, during my senior year of high school, I actually, since I was so set on neuroscience, I was like, you know, high school doesn't really offer the classes that you need for that. You know, I took the AP psychology class, loved it, and I just wanted to continue pursuing that. So for my senior year of high school, I went to OSU. I introduced myself to the advisors in the neuroscience office, and they kind of helped me uh, mold my schedule into so that I was able to take the neuroscience classes that I wanted and kind of get my undergraduate career started, so to speak. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing too. So she, you know, again, she was so passionate about it. And um, the guidance counselor at the high school wanted her to go to a local school and it didn't offer everything that she wanted. And so she wanted to go to Ohio state. Um, and the guidance counselor said, Oh, you know, I don't think that's really a possibility. And she went off on her own and figured it out. Um, she literally came downstairs one day and she's like, you know, Hey, I think I figured this out. Can you take a look at this for me? Um, so I was, uh, it's one of those th- proud dad moments, you know, you look back and you say, Holy crap. Like she just, she didn't take no for an answer, you know? And then you guys hear me talk about that on the show all the time. She started with yes, you know, I don't want to hear the no, let me figure out how the heck it can work and let's just figure it out. And, and she did that. So um, and it was and so- difficult. I, I was a cheerleader in high school. So I was trying to balance, you know, cheer and a job and then uh, 
OSU is probably a 30 minute drive or an hour with traffic that I learned. And <laughs> so trying to balance that and making it all work, but we got it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny. We, she was probably two or three weeks into again, her senior year of high school and she was going to Ohio state full time and two or three weeks in and she came home one day and she said, um, I want to live on campus. And I said, well, yeah, you know, when you go, you know, undergrad next year, you know, of course, once you live on campus and that helps you grow socially and everything. And she said, no, I want to move down there now. People don't know how to drive and the commute sucks. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, welcome to adulting. Uh, right. to adulthood. Uh, <laughs> she, she learned quickly that uh, commuting is, uh, is a big pain in the butt. So it was interesting. Um, so again, this, we're, we're talking with Kylie Wentworth, who is an undergrad neuroscience research assistant and an aspiring MD, PhD student. Um, again, as they say, double doc. Uh, so we're gonna hit a break here. We'll come back after, give the Mr. Biz tip of the week, and we're gonna continue talking with her about how to market to your customer's brain. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List skilled team can handle your day-to-day -day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at mrbizsolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, all right. Welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio, and it is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is, if I may say so myself, one of my favorites. Um, it is to hire on character, loyalty, and work ethic. Everything else can be learned. Uh, I see. I saw this in my corporate career. I've seen it now working with business owners individually. People get too hung up on very specific things or very specific skills. I know in the corporate world when I was working in uh, finance-related roles and, oh, well, he or she doesn't have enough Excel experience. They don't know Microsoft Excel well enough. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, we can send them to a class for a day and they'll be a, a wizard at Excel. Like, they can learn that. The more important things and what I found over my career that separate people from the pack, from the herd, the superstars. Those are, those are the people that have that character, loyalty, and work ethic. In my experience, if you don't have that, you can improve upon it, but it's really difficult if you don't have that. To you know, It's kind of one of those things, you either have them or you don't. And so it's very, very important. You got to make sure you're really looking for those things when you're interviewing folks and when you're hiring. Again, think about it. If, if In that example I gave, if someone didn't know Microsoft Excel, but they had high character, they're very loyal, and they have a high work ethic. That person, when you say, hey, I need you to learn Microsoft Excel, what, what is someone with those three characteristics going to do? They're going to work their butt off to learn it very fast and be, become very proficient quickly. So think about that example when, you, when you're starting to look at hiring people and when you're considering a new hire um, when you have some openings. So that is the Mr. Biz tip of the week. Now let's dive back into um, how to market to your customer's brain. So Let's talk a little bit now, Kylie, about uh, social media. So you've been running our social media for the last couple of years now. And yeah. thankfully, we've had uh, some pretty explosive growth over that time. So talk to us about, you know, some of your approach to that as far as, you know, again, marketing to your customer's brain or in this case, you know, marketing the brand to people's brain. Yeah. So I started working for my dad uh, three years ago. 
So Wentworth Financial Partners was his first company, and that was founded in 2016, and then Mr. Biz Solutions in 2017. Uh, I took over all of the social media duties in 2017, and then in 2018, beginning of the year is when we kind of started tracking the growth of that. So in 2018, we had about 50,000 followers across all of our platforms. We use uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, we now have three Facebook pages for each company and then a Mr. Biz Facebook page, uh, Twitter and YouTube. So since then, we've added the YouTube and Mr. Biz Facebook page to our social media mix. Um, and in 2019, we were able to grow our following. In 2019 alone, we were able to grow our following by 158%. And so that was about 140, a little over 140,000 followers added to Mr. Biz Nation. So as of the end of 2019, we had almost 229,000 strong of Mr. Biz Nation. So yeah. And we've, we've now, we're now over 250. So, um, so it's, it's been absolutely crazy. And a lot of times when, when I tell people that um, when we, you know, when I appear on shows and I get interviewed on shows and I'll say, Hey, you know what, when the show comes out, you know, we'll share it on our website and we'll share it with our social media followers. And they go, how the heck did you get that many followers? You know, even a lot of my colleagues here in the central Ohio area, you know, they've got business pages and I mean, frankly, most of them have less than a thousand followers on their page and they're all like, what the heck do you do? Like, what kind of uh, fairy dust are you sprinkling on your social media pages, you know, to get that kind of engagement? So talk to us a little bit about your, you know, I know we do a lot of videos and we produce, I mean, I think that's one of the things is we're consistent, right? We put okay. content out typically on, on every single platform, not every single, I shouldn't say that, not on YouTube every single day, but most platforms we put stuff out four to five, sometimes six days a week. Um, so, and we've been doing that for the last several years. So I think that's part of being consistent, but also sort of some of those thinking about the brain and in, in, in that aspect of it, what are the, some of the ways that you've looked at it, Kylie, to, to help that growth? Right. So what we really pay attention to is the algorithm of each platform. You know, if you have followers, but they're not seeing your posts, it's not effective. So you want to make sure that the content you're putting out is actually being seen by your followers and the people that you're trying to reach. So we've researched the algorithm, the times of day we post, you know, uh, usually it's like morning when people wake up, they check their email, they'll check their social media um, around lunchtime, afternoonish, you know, they're going to lunch. Uh, and then in the evening, you know, wrapping up the day, checking everything. Uh, so we researched the optimal times to post during the day. Um, that's kind of based on, you know, human behavior. And then um, even things like captions and the number of hashtags we use, um, we, those are all calculated, uh, trying to make them more appealing to the people we're trying to reach. Um, even emojis we use, um, I saw and I read that those are kind of make you more personable, can make people not take you so seriously. You're not so uptight, you know, you, you, you know your stuff, but you're not superior in a way. Um, so it kind of makes you, like I said, a little bit more personable. Yeah, I think that's a big thing that helps with the relatability, especially when you're quote unquote, Mr. Biz, right? People right. think of a stuffy person with a tie on and, you know, uh, nerd glasses and, you know, pocket protector and whatever. So I think, you know, that's been a learning thing for me as far as making sure that, you know, to ensure that I am very relatable. And uh, that's, you know, she's helped. I'll tell you, I was a complete neophyte on Instagram. And, you know, <laughs> we started our Instagram account 
and it was doing terrible. And I remember, I think it was over Christmas break when you were home for Christmas break and we mm -hmm. sat down and she was like, you got to start posting, start doing stories on Instagram. I'm like, what in the hell is that? Like, I don't even know what that <laughs> is. I'm like, how do I post the story? Like, what is that? How do I do it? So literally she sat down with me and showed me like, here's what a story is. And here's an example of a story. And here's, here's a story that I follow that's really good and interesting. And so, you know, we talked about those things. And like she said, the hashtags, not only to get more viewers and more eyeballs on the content that we're putting out that's helpful for people, but some of it is now we've moved into, there are certain hashtags we use that are part of the Mr. Biz brand now. So right, we want, familiarity. We, yeah. So we want people when they, you know, they look up a hashtag that they're going to find my posts. They're going to find Mr. Biz posts because that's part of my brand. And we've got certain ones that probably not a lot of other people don't know. Well, I can tell you one, I mean, we obviously use the Mr. Biz hashtag. We use a, when we share tips, for example, we use Mr. Biz knows. Um, so when someone goes out and finds that hashtag and clicks on it, they're going to find all of the, every, you know, every post that has that hashtag on it. So I think that's been a big part of the growth as well. Right. And then part of the algorithm too, that we've researched is videos, you know, Facebook and Instagram, they're really pushing videos. And I think part of that has to do with how we engage with our media. So uh, the average human attention span is about eight seconds and a story, an Instagram story is 10 seconds. So, you know, for rounding purposes, about 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we, you know, the more stories you post or the more videos you post, that's what Facebook and Instagram want you to use. Um, so I think a lot of that comes from, you know, as someone who uses social media and who runs social media, people want to watch a video. They don't want to read a paragraph of information. You know, a video is more engaging. Your eyes are naturally attracted to movement. So that's one of the reasons why they're kind of pushing that, you know, you get your content across more easily. It's more convenient. Uh, and then videos too, they can elicit emotion, you know, the voices and the sounds that's more than one stimulus. So, you know, reading, you are using your visual cues and for a video, you've got visual and hearing, you know, with the voices and uh, that can also become part of your brand. You know, I think of Arby's and their commercial, we have the meats, you know, you associate that voice with their commercials. It's part of their brand. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, good stuff. We got to head to a break here. I hate to cut it off quick, but we got to head to a break and we'll come back and we'll get some tips from Kylie on how to market to your customer's brain. Are you looking for ways to streamline your business? If so, Pulse can help. Pulse is a CRM and marketing automation platform with many features such as email and text message marketing, project management, quoting and invoicing, and much more. If you're a franchise, we also have a franchise-specific version with robust franchise management capabilities. Request your demo today at thepulsespot.com. Again, that's thepulse, P-U-L-S-E, spot.com. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. I got to tell you guys, uh, you know, I had to cut that break off pretty quick. And this is one of those times where I'm actually thankful 
for COVID and the fact that we're actually, I'm not in the studio with producer Alan right now, uh, because the way I cut that break off, I, he would have been rolling his eyes at me through the window. So I'm, I'm thankful that he, <laughs> he, he, he's not, I don't have to, I didn't have to face producer Alan for me cutting that off so quickly, but, uh, nonetheless, I should mention also that, um, that one of the new spots we've been running, but for, um, uh, pulse, uh, the pulse spot.com you can find there. I just wanted to mention real quick, I started using this and um, it's an amazing platform. And not only does CRM, but it also does uh, marketing automation and project management. And I, I never found, I know anyone out there that uses CRM, I've never found that, you know, a, a platform that has all three of those. I got to tell you guys, and it's, it's super affordable. I know the owner, I've known the owner for several years now. It is a, an amazing platform. And so I don't mean to just run off and plug that thing like crazy, but I'll tell you, I use it and it's freaking awesome. Um, so definitely check out the pulsepot.com. Really, really cool product um, that can solve a lot of problems for you and automate a lot of the, the typical things you do on a, on a daily basis. All right, Kylie. So let's talk about a little bit more, get a little more in depth. I know we talked about the branding aspect um, during the last segment about, you know, how your brain and uh, interacts with that and how we built the brand and some of the social media platforms, et cetera. But, Talk to us a little bit more about how to market to your customer's brain. Right. So, you know, we kind of talked about the social media and, you know, the content. You want to be able to engage your uh, following and the people who you're trying to get to know your brand or know your product or your service. Um, so I have done several research searches uh, and some of the classes that I've taken, you know, neuroscience has at OSU, we break it up into three categories. We have cellular and molecular neuroscience, and that's where I kind of specialize in uh, computational neuroscience, and that's more like artificial intelligence kind of things, and then behavioral neuroscience, and that's what uh, all of this advertising and neuromarketing, uh, that's where that fits in. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have, you know, professors, Dr. Julie Gollum, Dr. Thomas Boyd, and then uh, I found another great research article from Dr. Bryn Farnsworth, and I'm going to reference a lot of their uh, work that I put together. So uh, one thing that I, that kind of stood out to me is you want to identify something in your business that sets you apart from your competitors. And you want to include that and emphasize that uh, through your social media or through your advertisements. Uh, you know, the first piece of information that your customer sees is the most important. Um, so you want to convey what makes you different. So, you know, your mind is trained to look for differences. About actually 70% uh, of external stimuli that you experience every day is filtered out and it's never encoded into your memory. Your brain doesn't uh, consider that important. It's not life-threatening, so it just gets filtered out. So you kind of become less aware of you know, how your watch feels on your wrist or how your headphones feel in your ears, those kind of things, or like the mm -hmm. AC. So uh, kind of relaying that into business, uh, research has found that our brains rely more on surrounding uh, options than our personal evaluation of the worth. So, you know, for similar pricing, so a product with a little bit extra is more likely to be chosen. Uh, and it's chosen without really the exploration of quality. So, of course, you always want to ensure quality of your product or your service. But one of the examples that Dr. Farnsworth gave is uh, when you're at a hotel or if you're looking for a hotel, and, you know, it's about the same per night to stay at this hotel. And one says, oh, we offer free coffee. Well, you're going to pick the one with free coffee because the other one didn't offer that. And so you're 
it's kind of like a fear of loss kind of thing. Like, oh, well, I have to pay for coffee at the other one. So without even really looking at the quality of the hotel, you're like, I want this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Probably sorry, speaks some, somewhat to the, you know, you look at that as a value proposition, right? Well, this one has better value, right? It's the same price, but man, I get something free here, even though it's a cup of coffee, which is worth how much, right? Right. Not something significant, but like you said, psychologically, the impact that has is tremendous. Right. Um, another thing that I got to take away from is the uh, you want to advertise the efficiency of your business. So PayPal actually conducted a, an experiment that's widely cited, um, kind of like a fast versus secure study. And they found that the brain yielded a significantly higher response to the convenience of speed uh, the speed of their service compared to compared to the promotion of the safety and security. So people were more likely to choose a faster product, more efficient uh, use of PayPal than when they advertise the security of it. And that's interesting because you would think financial transactions, people would be concerned about it. But I think, you know, I would guess from that that a lot of folks probably think about it and think, well, of course it's secure. You know, it's PayPal, right. so it must be secure. And so now they, you know, to your point earlier, that's 70%. So they kind of just throw that out the window. Right. And they focus on, you know, what, what you had mentioned. Yeah. I think they've established themselves well enough that people, you know, expect that from them. So when they advertise the efficiency, they're like, oh, this is something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, another thing, this is one of my favorite uh, parts of neuroscience is colors and the colors that you use during advertising on social media. So, you know, our brains have learned to associate colors with emotions, you know, certain colors invoke different feelings from different people. Uh, So, you know, when I say yellow, people usually think of the sun or a smiley face. And it's actually proven that the color yellow will catch your eye more quickly than any other color. Uh, So you have these cells in your eye and they're called cones and they're responsible for transmitting the light waves into your brain and they interpret the color. So you see the wavelength of light and these cones send a signal to your brain telling you that it's yellow. Uh, And this, the wavelengths of yellow activate two of your three cone pigments, green and red, and then blue is the other one, but they activate green and red. And so that could possibly explain why we are drawn to the color yellow. Also think of, you know, highlighters when you, the, well, it used to be, you always use the, you know, the yellow highlighter stereotypical. And so that could be another reason that we're so drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they usually associate yellow with energy and optimism. And I think gold kind of follows and in, falls into that same category of yellow as more energetic. And then obviously gold kind of luxurious. Mm-hmm. When we think of green, we think of, you know, grass or plants, uh, very, you know, nature. And so green invokes a sense of growth, uh, natural or rebirth. Uh, so going off that Starbucks actually when they first started out, they had a brown logo and they started out, they were just selling coffee beans. It wasn't, you know, the established franchise they have now, but when they switched and they introduced their coffee shops, they changed their logo to green. And then brown, of course, is largely avoided because people, you know, usually associate brown with dirty. Uh, So it usually has a negative connotation, but the positive connotation is simple or organic. And then blue, the typical, uh, most popular choice for financial institutions. uh, Here, here. Yes, yes. (laughs) uh, Invokes 
a sense of trust, dependable. Um, it attracts professionals, and that's why it's most wi- widely used in financial uh, institutions. That's also uh, why it's in in all of our logos. Yes, Wentworth <laughs> Financial Partners and Mr. Biz Solutions. We both got blue. Yes, yes. Um, and then another thing. So uh, your brain, uh, you know, there are two lobes to your brain: the the right and the left, I should say. Uh, and the right side of your brain is, uh, it influences your creative side, your more emotional side, and left is more logical and numbers driven. So, uh, you know, the $9.99 versus $10 advertising tactic. Uh, we have neuromarketers have found that the rounded whole numbers are more likely to work better when you're trying to invoke an emotion or influence an emotional decision. Whereas the complex numbers activate the brain, the parts of your brain responsible for making logical decisions. Uh, so the 999 makes your brain think more logically. So we associate it with a logical decision. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, this is good stuff, Kyle. I really appreciate you sharing this. Um, I'm sure everyone got and learned something new. I know I learned some new things, frankly, with some of the stuff you shared. I should have mentioned earlier, you can follow Kylie. Go out and follow her on LinkedIn, Kylie Wentworth on LinkedIn or um, on her medical Twitter account, which is Kylie underscore Wentworth. Um, go out and follow her there. You can find out more of the stuff. And uh, she produces some of the things that, and shares some of the things that she, uh, research that she's doing in her, um, in her studies. So Kylie, thanks for a lot for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Make sure you get your chores done today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Uh, they unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951. 